Welcome to What's the Story 90s Glory, or should I say, may we, once to, or just simply, bonjour. Yes, today we are going to be speaking about Britain's best sitcom ever, Only Fools and Horses. So today I'm joined by my fellow co-host as per, Mr. Paul McGrath. How are you, sir? Good, thanks, buddy. Yeah, very good. A bit hungover, a bit worse for wear, but I'm, I'm okay. Great stuff. And also today, we're joined by a fellow Only Falls enthusiast and a member of the Phoenix Five Football Podcast. It's Mr. David Holland. How are you, brother? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it today. I love the love the show. So uh, yeah, it should be a good one. Great stuff. But before we talk trotters, let's talk tipple. It's time for drink of the week. So, Dave, you being the guest, we'll ask you first. Um, you're going you're to surprise me and Paul with maybe a Del Boy special, as in a pina colada or a Caribbean stallion, or you're going to keep it simple, do a bit of a Rodney and have half a lager, mate. <laughs> I was going to go for a Baileys and Cherry Aid, but, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I got, um, I got absolutely levered on Saturday for the women's boxing. So although I wasn't going to, it just, I started off with six um, um, or blood orange Thatcher's ciders, which I really like. And I was listening to your pro- podcast before the women say it's just full of sugar which is fair enough. Yeah. But it, what it meant was I was back out to the shops after I'd levered into them and uh, bought a, a box of 15 Budweiser's. When I woke up on Sunday morning, I had one left, and here it is. So I'm on a bottle of Budweiser today, boys. Um, it's the only one left I had in the fridge. Yesterday, I didn't feel like drinking at all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so nothing exciting as Del Boy, but, uh, yeah, a Budweiser for me. Lovely jubbly, <laughs> Mickey. Or Paul, sorry. I don't call you Mickey on this one. What are you drinking, mate? What are you going to surprise us with? Well, as you can see, I've got I've gone for a classic Del Boy long, tall glass with palm tree leaves. It's a shot of rum, two shots of Malibu, some grenadine, some cranberry juice, and a, a tipple of pineapple juice. And I'm calling it the only full special. And it is beautiful. Where's the umbrella? Well, I've got I've gone for the palm leaves on top instead of the umbrella. So um, a couple of, couple of sparklers. Yeah, it's a Del Boy special. Graham, what have you got? Well, I was going to go down the road of going teetotal. I thought about having a Peckham Spring, just mineral, well, tap water, wasn't it? <laughs> well, Peckham Spring. I was going down that road, but it's a bit like Dave, really. I had one too many yesterday, and I bought one too many as well, and that's a bit left over. Or when I say a bit, I'm still on the old big tramp juice. I'm on the old English cider. <laughs> Three-litre bottle, 
4.5. Uh, I ain't going to finish this, no way. But, um, yeah, it's becoming a, a regular thing, drinking them. The thing is, right, it's only 4.69 for three litres. It goes down a treat. So it comes out a treat as well. Well, yeah, could be a, a cheap night out or cheap night in, whichever way you want to look at it. Right, so for people who have been living under a rock and somehow don't know what Only Falls and Horses is, I'll briefly tell you. So Only Falls and Horses was a British TV sitcom that aired from 1981 to 2003. It was set in working class Peckham in South East London. Uh, the main characters were the Trotter brothers, Dan and Rodney. And the series followed the Trotters, their highs and lows in life. But today we're going to bring you the laughs. And I have a feeling there'll be a lot, bloody lot of them anyway. So, Dave, we'll start with you as being the guest. Um, early memories of Only Fools, and why did you become such a big fan of it, mate? I was always on in our house, like, you know. Um, we're all working class people as well, so you can relate. Except Mickey, he's gone a bit middle class these days, but we're all working class, you know. Um, so it was always on, and it's always on now, uh, you know. It's on gold every single day. But every time you watch it, it's almost like you've just the first time you're watching it, you laugh just as much as you do the first time you vote, even though you know what's coming. Most of the time, yeah. I'm, I'm over on a Sunday and it's on, I'll whack it on, and I've got my eyes shut, absolutely dying. And then you'll just burst out laughing because I already know what's coming. But um, yeah, my, everyone knows my dad was Scottish, so it was that, and he loved a bit of Rabsy, which you've spoken about before. But for us, no, um, Only Falls and Horses, my granddad loved it, my parents loved it. Even my kids watch it now and laugh. Like we, we, uh, we'll go on to the moments and stuff later on. But me, me and Lola were sitting watching it on Sunday when Dale Boy fell through the bar. <laughs> and even she was bursting out laughing. So it's going to go into for generations and generations to come. But um, no, nah, it, it's just brilliant. It would never be top for me. Um, like I'll go to my mum's and it'd be on there and all. And it just it's just on loop. And like I say, on, on UK Gold now, they, they, you know, even at the weekend, it was on Sat, it was on Saturday, and they say they just repeat the same episodes on Sunday. And I watched it like I hadn't seen it yesterday. You know what I mean? So, um, nah, excellent for me. Um, always in our house, um, just brilliant. You pretty much the same, Paul. You say only falls and horses to me is Christmas. I mean, there wasn't a Christmas went by where there wasn't a special, either rerun or watched, and it was the, it was the end of the night. You know, you, you played your ball games, you open your stuff up, and then it's sort of seven or eight o'clock, only Falls and Horses Christmas special was on. Uh, and as Dave said right, right there quite correctly, it, it's it's a generational thing. It's amazing that it's managed to... If you think of all the comedies, like 40 Towers and all these other ones, none of them had the longevity in episodes. So 40 Towers was like 10 or 12 episodes. So you... you and they're repeated over and over again. You can laugh at the same things. Uh, only Falls and Horses, I think, 68 episodes. And you can watch them over and over and over again in any order, and you will laugh. Even though you know what's coming, as Dave said, like the, the falling down the bar or the, the chandelier, anything that's coming, you know it's coming, but you still laugh like you've never seen it before. And that's a credit to John Sullivan's writing, how um, amazing he was at, at telling the story of, of the working class. And I think everyone of a working class background related to an Only Falls and Horses character. You knew a Mickey in a bar. Uh, you knew a, a trigger. You knew a Boise. You knew the local barman. You had, the, the characters were written by people that you knew, so everyone could have an experience of being with someone that was a Dale boy, a bit of a rogue trader, and you know always in the pub and trying to off some gear and whatnot. So I think in terms of when you look at ones like uh, Rising Damp and uh, Steptoe and Some and comedies that come before it, it was very well written, but you didn't really. I don't think you can relate to the characters as much as you can. In Only Fools and Horses. 
And that for me is why it's gone down as one of the most, or if not the most loved, you know, comedy of, of the of the eighties, nineties, and two thousands onwards. The only thing that come closer we've spoken to our comedy gold series was the Royal Family. Royal Family is one of those other shows that was is so well written, but it's a lot less laugh out loud moments than in, in um, Royal Family. It's more subtle the comedy moments. But again, you can watch that. And I think that's the closest thing we've come to seeing something written as well as only falls and horses. Basically, what you just said for me as well, when we you mentioned the Royal Family, when we done a, a, an episode about UK Comedy Gold, and we put it number one, and we got a little bit of backlash for not including only falls, and we gave our reasons why. That's why I thought by doing a whole episode dedicated to probably we voted the best um, sitcom ever, UK sitcom ever in two thousand and four. It deserves a, a, a slot of its own as well, you know. Well, very similar to you. Uh, but when I was watching it as kids, um, I didn't really look at it, the aspect of working class. I just found it very, very funny. Um, the jokes, the jokes were, you could relate to the jokes as well. They didn't go over your head as much. Like you mentioned, uh, falling, um, the scene when he fell in the bar and stuff like that. You know, they're, they're literally funny. It's, it's catered, actually, not just for adults, I don't think. It's catered for teenagers uh, and, I suppose, you know, 10, 11, 12-year-olds. Like, Dave just said, Lola watches it with you, so she can relate to some of the comedy. Um, I went through a phase of watching Only Falls and Horses, but it became a habit. So, like, just say, I don't know, in the 2000s, I would sort of, like, I don't know, have a bath, go upstairs, do a bit of this. And I'd always put a, a DVD or a VHS on of Only Falls and Horses. And it became so bad that certain episodes, I know it word for word, especially the earlier ones, you know, the half-hour slots, because they started off as half-hour slots, didn't they? And then they moved into the 90s and moved into 50 minutes or hour slots. Uh, I think the John Sullivan said there was so much being taken out of the half hour episodes. He was basically robbing the public of all the great material by binning it. So he made them into our episodes. And um, so I'm thankful that he did because we would have missed half the last what happened. So, yeah, it's something we've all grown up with, something we still watch today. As you said, it's constantly on UK Gold. Um, just touch on the UK Gold one. Um, it's no negativity here at all. But if you had to pick an episode or episodes that you would not put on again what what one would it be or if there is any I I've, 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 I've actually got I've actually waiting for this question and I was going to bring it up I've I've got one and I'll tell you what one it is and it's I watched a stories of only falls and horses there was one on UK gold but there was one that was shown on channel five recently and it was the one where De uh, Rodney met the um the duke um the late the lady in the in the um it's called royal flush the episode yeah. and i found that one very uncomfortable especially when dell was pissed around the table <laughs> like, and, and, and i always thought that one was bad because we loved dell but he was just he was an arsehole in that in that episode and when i when i um watched that one that was on channel five it was brought up that i can't remember why but john sullivan it got released and john sullivan didn't want it to or something along them lines and he tried to change it over the years. He, like they, it, they got, it got cut and it got edited because he he felt the uncomfortableness of Dell. That wasn't mm. actually Dell being uh, bubbly. That he was just playing horrible around that table. You know when he's sitting there with all the dukes and lords and ladies and he's pissed. And Albert's some in good the one-liners there, though. Yeah, there's some good one-liners in it. A bit like you, Dave. I, 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 I don't hate that episode. But, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I don't hate that episode. But I felt the uncomfortable of that of that particular bit. I do like it when it's when he's going Paul, no John, and all that. You know when he's got the gun, he's, he's playing yeah. pigeon shooting. There is some good bits in it. I just found that bit 
around the table, like not really dealt, you know, like it was just, it was just nasty, really. Um, and yeah, it was mentioned in that in that ep- in that series, uh, like the story of Only Falls North, but it was a different different twist to it. And that, mm. yeah, that's the only one I would say. What about you, Paul? You the same? Do you remember that episode, of Royal Flush? Was it Royal Flush you called it, Dave? Yeah, it was called Royal yeah. Flush. Yeah, and he- it was a Christmas special, wasn't it? Yeah. Was, um, yeah, I think it was. I, I, I think it, I, it was. You're right. I think it was about not 90 minutes. It was under 90 minutes, and then it got cut to an hour. I think you're. Uh, yeah, there was a few things that were cut from it. I don't. I. I it's not the most fond memory of that one. I. I remember mem- remember it, but I don't remember it. Not. You know. Are you coming from more of the the racial racial words and slurs and um? No, no, no. I'm com- I'm coming from how he was with Rodney. Rodney was sitting there and he was just bringing up he was just making Rodney look bad like and but it wasn't on a, a it wasn't a, a funny it was it was more malicious spiteful like, yeah yeah spiteful there was just there just didn't seem to any need any need for it um I mean I think I think that for me in terms of episodes no there's a couple of episodes where you know right you know when he when he meets the Indian guy to paint the the curry, the curry shop some of the, the language might now be uh, misappropriate however Again, I'm a big fan of not editing these shows, but just putting a warning before it, you know, in a time where these words were acceptable. I don't think you need to start um, cancelling shows or, or not being ones on. Um, you mentioned that one. I think it's interesting because we're talking about the writing of the Only Falls Norses and, and that one, you, as you said quite poignantly, is that wasn't a Del Boy episode, like in terms of it wasn't what we're normally used to seeing with Del and the way he is around family. But also, I think you could all, almost say, well, it was Dell. The whole only falls north is Dell having someone to be able to be better than in terms of Rodney. He's always better than Rodney, you know. He always had to one up him, whether it be girlfriends or clothes or, or paying him. And I think in that episode, it was it was Rodney had one up un, up Dell almost, and you saw that bit of a vicious side to him. I think it was a different side of it. I don't think it's the side we wanted to see. So I think that's why it probably did get edited and wasn't as fondly loved as others. One of my favourite episodes is when the, uh, I think it's the, the 98 Christmas special. It might have been 2000, actually, when the Driscoll brothers, when Rodney gets married to Cassandra, and he, he's like, he, I've got a deposit for the, the, the venue and all that stuff. And says, Dale, you've got the money. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ends up borrowing the money from the Driscoll brothers. Thanks for walking out and leaving me like that. Sorry, I had to... Too much to drink. I felt bad. I'm still feeling a bit rough, Rodney. Oh, oh and, and thanks for not giving me that money. Then you explain that you had something more important to spend it on, and you promised me. I told Cassandra and her mum and dad and everything. I said, I've got the money. What am I going to look like now, eh? I'll tell you what I'm going to look like now. I'm going to look like the right tithead. That's what I'm going to look like. <laughs> Your money's on the on the table. Bill? Thanks. It's all right, Rob. It was a pleasure. Bill? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, right? <laughs> Shut up, you tart. <laughs> You're still gonna be my best man, aren't you? Yeah, of course I am. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a good old knees up, eh? I think I've had enough of that for one night, Rodney. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, we'll have a good old sing-song. Yeah. And I, I, that is one of my favourite episodes, when, when he's in the bathroom and he's 
he's all bruised and battered and he's like i hate you dell you always think and then he finds the money and he's like, oh thanks dell and, and all this and he's like you've done two you've done about three of my questions in one in the question <laughs> question i didn't even ask you do stop me anytime like that because i will waffle on all right j j just going back to, uh, to dave's one i was going to ask you Dave. the one i don't don't get wrong i find it funny but there might be a bit of a comparison there. The one I don't never go back to is another Christmas special. It's called Miami Twice. And the reason I bring Miami Twice up is Miami Twice and uh, Royal Flush do not contain any laughter in it. And I don't know whether that's a factor in it. All the other episodes you watch, they've all got, whether it's a live audience or canned laughter, um, you sort of laugh along with it, even if you don't need to. But Royal Flush and Miami Twice, there's no laughter in it. So I find those episodes a bit more... Mm, challenging if you like you know do you remember Miami twice it's one yeah, of the ones I, I don't go back for yeah are you sure there's no canned laughter on it no there's none I wonder if it's been edited to have canned laughter I've, I, 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 I thought he had I thought they all had canned laughter but no no okay um, do you know there's what Miami twice I never was a fan of that episode I, I thought it's one no, of it's, it's, it is too long. It's the longest one. It's that too far-fetched when you pulled that one. It was a bit too far-fetched. I know I know it's comedy in a sitcom. Yeah. And you know, most of the episodes you relate to, it, to an extent, you know, but to me, that was a bit too far-fetched. The mafia was involved and stuff it like took that. You Don't get it wrong. Of course, it's funny. But yeah. it's not one I say, I'll put that on. There'll always be another episode I would go for before I go yeah. to Miami twice. You know? It took you out of the only four, again, because it's location. It's... it's both episodes were saying there were out of Peckham, were out of the location. It was completely a, a different in terms of the cast. There was a lot less of you know trigger and buoyancy. It was more isolated to just the family. I, I watched it last okay. Christmas actually, and I, I did really enjoy it. But you are right; it's one that I wouldn't choose to go to of all of them. No. Um, very well written for maybe a Caitlin from a slightly newer audience, but it wasn't part of the only falls and also timeline. I think you could remove that episode. And you're not missing much in terms of story or no. characters. So, uh, Holland, would you agree? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It was actually on the other day. But, um, yeah, that's one. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree with There is funny moments in it. Um, but they're always in all of them. But, yeah, I agree it's too long. It's too, and two parts as well. Yeah, no, I agree with everything that Graham said on that one. I can, I can take or leave that one, to be honest with you. You know, I can pop in and out of it. Um, so let, let's but, let's leave it then. Let's leave, let's leave it. Let's <laughs> let's have a bit of fun. Let's laugh. Carry on, Dave. Talk about your favourite moments from the show. Oh, I've, I've got I've got many. I've got many. But it's the little one-liners I like. Like you know the one when they're in the bar and they're trying to chat to the birds, and they, he tells them he's a tennis player, and Rodney's not really yeah. listening. And she goes, uh, "What do you prefer, grass or astroturf?" And he goes, "I don't know. I've never smoked astroturf." That's brilliant. like that. That's Go West. Is that Go West, brother? Or when they bought the, the, buy, buy the car, the dodgy car of Boise, isn't it? And they sell it to Skipper. Is it that one? He goes yeah. over, goes, go on, chat up them two birds. And he goes over, he goes, Dale, you're magic. You can't believe it. He goes, what are they, a couple of ravers? He goes, no, they're a couple of geezers. And they turn, <laughs> <laughs> they turn around. Like, I, loved, I loved all the ones like Bring that. Bring up and leave him. Juice, please. <laughs> That's our Singapore sling and half the strongbow. Coming up. <laughs> I'll have uh, Malibu and tonic with some lime and half a lager, please, Diane. In the same glass? <laughs> no, in separate ones, if you don't mind. Well, I don't know, do I? 
Might have been one of your erotic cocktails, Del. <laughs> Saucy little cow, that one, isn't she, eh? <laughs> Michael, please, three scotches, if you don't mind. Listen, uh, give me a banana dakari for um moi and um, Australian lager for jumbo, will you? Uh, yes, sir, please, sir, John. <clears throat> Bottle of Beaujolais Nouveau. Yes, sir. <clears throat> a 79. John, Juan, uh, can I have a pina colada with ice and Alka-Seltzer? <laughs> Uh, there's and also like, as a, le, I like the one you know like Lennox Gilby. Oh yes, when he that's, walks in, and uh, that's got to be up there. It's one of my favourites. That is. Yeah, that is. When he goes over the guns on the side there, and the packet of fags, and you see him. <laughs> <creeping over. laughs> and he goes up and grabs the packet of fags. No, I'm a man of mystery, me. A master of disguises, the man with a thousand faces. Do you remember the Scarlet Pimpernel? It weren't you, is it? <laughs> nah, but I'm like him. They seek him here, they seek him there. Those policemen seek him everywhere. Is he in heaven or is he in hell? That damn elusive shadow. <laughs> There's, there's, there's millions of them. Uh, uh, the hand gliding one. Uh, we yeah. is, that, is that the phone I can hear ringing? <laughs> what? I said, is that the phone? No. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> we haven't got a car phone. <laughs> I've done the loop, the loop and everything. The kids were going, it's a spaceman, it's a spaceman. <laughs> and then uh, Trigger, Trigger brings him home. He said, when you wanted a fag, you made me take you to the top deck. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been worse, Dale, he said. He went, ow, since my granddad one with a squeaky wheel. Yeah, You don't put a paraple paraplegic man sending him on by bust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, there's, 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 there's so many of them. They're, they're brilliant. What about your memories, boys? Yeah, what stands out for you, Paul? Oh, uh, there's there's two episodes that I I I can watch and I this I can watch these two episodes one eight after the other twice over. Um, the first one is Danger UXD with remember Lusty Linda and Erotic Estella Estelle. Yeah, yeah that one. that's brilliant. The, Pepsi I mean, and that Funny sound. I don't know. What you looking at me for? The most funny sounds in this flat tend to emanate from your vicinity. Why <laughs> did you do it? <laughs> Is that funny noise? Oh, shush.
What's happening? What's happening, Ronnie? You know the old shit I know. You're the one with the GCEs. Come alive, that's what's happened. Come alive. What do you think this is, Pinocchio? I've seen this happen before. Years ago, I was in Jamaica, and I saw a voodoo ceremony. This witch doctor, yeah, that episode is just a killer. That, that one you mentioned, that um, I, wrote, I wrote that one down actually, Danger UXD. And the best bit about that scene I find was obviously the, the white girl pops up first and then they go back in, didn't they? And the black one pops up and Del Boy says, That's you, mate, talking about Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that has me in tears. Absolutely tears. That it's does. brilliant. Fantastic. It's, it's, it's the sound as well of the. And then all of a sudden it pops up. That's and it. it I think I was farted, didn't they? If you watch the story of Only Fools and Horses, they had to uh, just edit them dolls. Because yeah. them dolls were actually sex dolls that had mouths open you know, yeah. for naughty stuff and holes where they, you know, where they shouldn't be. So you could actually do bits with them. And they, and they had to, like, they had to uh, do something with them dolls to, to make it fucking TV friendly. Um, well, that, you, sorry, Paul, you, you say that. You mentioned magazine there. Um, that's brought me back to the episode when, when Rodney's saying about dolls, you get them advertised in magazines for seedy men. And Albert says, Where's that Radio Times? I'm a day off, Albert. That is one of my favorite. And the other one, which I always, uh, not as much for last, because I think this one, it was, it was called, oh, what was it? A Losing Streak, um, where they play oh, the yeah. game of cards. And I yeah, love okay. that one. You know, and, and the ending bit where Boise's, you know, uh, well done, Dale, well done, nicely played. He's like, where did you get them bloody aces? And he's like, the same place you got them kings. I knew you were cheating, Boise. Um, <laughs> and then he turns out and goes, because that ain't the hand I dealt you. And then yeah. it goes, he's like, oh, he takes all the money in. He's like, right, everyone's like, oh, well done, Dale. And he goes to the door and he gives him a chance. He's like, I'll give you a chance when you're 200 knicker back. And he pulls out the coin. Rodney knows a double-sided coin or double-headed yeah. coin. And he <laughs> yeah. says, I'll tell you what, I'll let Rodney call. And he flips the coin, goes, "What do you?" And he says, "Tells." And you see the look, and then it just, and then he just amazingly written again. And it, there wasn't as many like laugh out loud moments, but it was almost like that come up and to beating Boise at something because you knew he was a, a slimy little rat. Uh, and that one, I, I, I'm a massive fan of of um, those two, and I can watch them over and over again. There's better comedy ones, but those two stand out for me. Yeah, a lot more. Well, it's like it's like Dave said. It's the one the one liners. I love the one liners as well. But the the ones I wrote down are probably the the ones people would know more. Unless you're a, a hardcore um, Force Norses fan that remembers the one liners. The things like the Jolly Boys outing. I mean, when you think about the Jolly Boys outing, the first thing anybody talks about is the coach blowing up, the Albanian radio smoking. <laughs> and the, the the bus driver, then he gets a bit. He said he get come over. He, come, he had one drink in the in, when they had stopped at the halfway house. He had one drink, didn't he? He said, he's, "I don't know what come over me." He says, "Thank thank God we had Denzel on, on the bus." And um, Dell says, "One of the best Denzel." And Del, he comes off the bus, study Denzel. He says, "Dell, come here." He says, "What is that plonker want now?" <laughs> anyway, cut long story short. Everyone's probably seen it. Ronnie's on the phone to Cassandra and says, "Everything Dell touches <laughs> goes to shit." And then boom, the coach blows up. Eyes. And they'll stand there with the coach driver saying, don't worry, Harry, I won't tell you, Governor. <laughs> I, I absolutely yeah. love the Jolly Boys out, you know. Oh. Absolutely love it. I can watch that from start to finish. That's one I always watch from start to finish every single time it's on. It's, just, it's Top just three, though, yeah. It goes, uh, when, they're, when they're playing Trivial Pursuit, isn't it? And he goes, uh, what is a female swan called? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've got it. It's in the back of my brain there. And then he, he goes out with a pen. I've got it. It's a bit. 
That's that's, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's just amazing. I that episode, I think, is probably top three, Jolly Boys. It's in my top three anyway. I would struggle to put a top three, top five together because they change depending on what, like, for me, when, when you're watching mm. them. Around certain times of watching Christmas, I, I would put more of a Christmassy one in the top the top three. It's a good one. I don't know. Uh, even even you know the one um, quiet quiet. Oh, I, lo- I love that one. I, I absolutely <laughs> love that. Is one of my favorites. Tony Angelina. I love yeah. it. I absolutely love it. That is, if you're talking about well written episodes, that you just can't top. That's that what was, I'm saying. And the thing is, when they start singing, Raquel's brilliant at singing. And he comes out and he's like, oh, no. and he sounds absolutely brilliant. You see Delboy yeah. like absolutely loving it. And he goes quiet. Oh, and it, you see him looking like why? And they're all looking around. That, he that slips is amazing. up as well, didn't she? Raquel slips up as well, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's when they talk about the songs that he's when they come home, he's done a runner and they come home. Did you see it to the end? Oh, yes, we saw it to the death. Uh, was it? The green, green grass of home. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the, the trotters. It's all the supporting characters who are just mm. individually brilliant. They, they could all, I mean, if you, it's a testament. To, I don't know if you're aware of this, but when Only Falls and Orson was coming to an end, or was coming to an end, there was, it was written or uh, started to write um, a uh, one-off, a special with uh, Rodney. Um, Sullivan had, had spoken to BBC about doing a spin-off all about Rodney making his own way with Mickey Pierce. So it was going to be like a duo. Because obviously at this time, Dell had won the lottery or they won the lottery. Dell would move to Australia was the plan. And it was going to be called Hot Rod. It had a name, um, but it never got greenlit. And Nicholas Lindhurst obviously went on to star in some of the earlier Only Fools and like Rock and Chips and stuff like that. And then um, Boise had his own Green Green Grass. The Green Green Grass, was, although it was well-written to a point, I think it was too much based on just Boise and therefore it lost that kind of family feel towards it. But if you look at Denzel, Trigger, um, what was it? What was the um the copper's name? Slater. Um uh who else you got? The uh, the bar Mike and the barman. Mike, were you surprised that Mike never got more of an episode like a storyline over the the course of Only Falls and Horses as a character? Uh for me, there was not a bad character in it. I, th- I think that every single character had their part to play and um, and they played it brilliantly. I mean, no one's going to have a bad word to say about Denzel. Trigger's brilliant. Trigger is just, he, he, I mean, he, you, put, you can put him in any episode and, he, and you know, and he, 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 that one-liners, you know, you, you can't stop him. Like I say, you see the one falling through the bar, he wasn't even meant to be in that day. Yeah. You know, the one, he, he, had, he, had, he just popped up, didn't he? Uh, to, for somewhere else in the studio and they said, oh, do you want to do a bit of filming? And they stuck him into that. I mean, that's just magic. But um, they're, they're all brilliant. Marlene, brilliant, you know. And then even Cassandra and Raquel, when they come in, they played their part. I think that the, the supporting cast, all of them, were absolutely superb, and they're all loved just as much as the Trotters. Mm. You know, they really are. Mickey Pierce, same thing. You know, Jevon, <laughs> although he wasn't in it much. But um, yeah, no, uh, all of them. I, I totally agree it's very difficult to see how they would get on in spin-offs. I mean, I know, like you say, the Green Green Grass, they, they had a go at it. That more for me went like the Vicar of Dibley sort of. Yes. Like, um, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, like I say, the support, they have to get a mention of everything because they played their part. I mean, the, the Trotters were superb, but they couldn't have done it without them. No, of course. Well, originally, Jim Broadbent mm-hmm. was supposed to be Del Boy. That's when John Sullivan wrote it. It was, it was in mind of having Jim Broadbent as Del Boy. Um, Dave? 
What about you? Exciting yeah. characters. I, I, I think tampering with it, or I see where you're going with it. I think tampering with it and giving uh, the other characters more roles, I think maybe ruins it. I think it's perfect as it is and how it was, how it worked. Um, as, as Dave said, each character had their role, didn't they? You know, Trigger, very dippy. Denzel as well, to an extent. Um, Mickey Pierce had a little side role. I'll I, I give an example of Mickey Pierce. He wasn't in it a lot, but when he was on it, in it, there was comedy there. You could relate to him. He was, how would you explain Mickey Pierce? He was like a the part of a group, but the outside. Of our group. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they, they all had a good role to play. Um, I saw the Rock and Do you ever watch Rock and Chips? Which done in after when they were growing yeah. up. I I enjoyed watching that. Um, irrelevant at who played Del Boy and Trigger and all that. I thought it was good because they showed. Because when you watch Only Fools and Horses, they talk about a lot about the past, don't they? When yeah. Mum was alive and stuff like that, and they bring all that up. And I think it's brilliant. I agree with you, Paul. With the Green Green Glass, it was obviously it's going to be focused on Boise, but as Dave said, it went down the Vicar of Dibley route a bit. I don't want to be too harsh, but a bit silly. Yeah, you know, it was more of a comedy silly. than a, than a yeah. comedy drama, whereas Only Falls went from being a comedy to a comedy drama. Okay, so I just want to go on to sad scenes now. Um, obviously, we've spoken a bit about how maybe we can relate to the characters, we grew up with the characters, we knew a lot of the characters. Just want to talk about some of the sad scenes. Um, Paul, you brought up about um, a couple of we wrote down actually. You brought you, you spoke about the, when the Driscoll brothers. Um, beat Del Boy and you, you actually loved that I found that sad I found it sad in the way that emotionally Del Boy couldn't get the money he was supposed to pay the Driscolls wouldn't he but because of the love for his brother he refused he rather took the beating so he could give Rodney the money for um, his wedding which I thought was absolutely brilliant and then again the wedding one as well when he's Del Boy standing there and Rodney sort of goes off into the distance um, holding the, the groom of the cake like it was over, he brought Rodney up and he got uh, holding back the ears, I think it was, by Simply Red in the background. Yeah. That's uh, another um, tearjerker. But I just want the one that actually makes me cry. And it does. I'm, an, I'm nearly 40, 40 years old next, next month. But there's scenes that really make me cry. And I was a massive granddad fan. And obviously we were only kids when it was released, but I've watched it so many times. Every time I see it, it really makes me cry. It's when it's granddad's funeral and then Del Boy's keeping up the ante. He's, all the lads are in there, they're laughing and joking at the funeral, and Rodney's completely pissed off him, basically saying, you forgot about Brandon already, and then he just snaps still, basically saying, don't, you know, I haven't even started, bruv, I ain't started, and he, he, he's you see him getting emotional and touching Brandon's chair and stuff like that. Go down market later on. I mean, your personality has changed. I've seen a side of you I never knew existed. You don't understand, Rodney. You're right about that, Dale. And it, it actually chokes me up now because it's, it's so real. If you've got grandparents or even brothers or sisters that you're so close to and spent your whole life, it was it was like proper emotion coming out from Delway or David Jason, if that. And oh, yeah, yeah, I just I just, amazing, you know. So that's you, that's up there for me and making me cry. So sad scenes, lads. What's any for you? The one that I I would say gets missed a later one was the time on our hands, where. Um, um, Rodney's in a real, you know, they've lost a baby and he doesn't know how yeah. he's going out and stuff like that. And they get stuck in the lift and they're sitting down in, in the lift and they're talking and he's kind of trying to, you know, not just say man up, but it's almost, because Dale would normally be like, you'd be a strong face and man up, get on with it. You're a, you're a man. But in that one, you can see Raquel's come out in him now and softened him up and he's coming from an approach of, no, you've got to talk about it and you've got to go in there and you've got to speak to Sergeant, you've got to be a rock. You know, you have got to be that person for her, you plonker. 
and then Rodney's crying. Uh, uh, that for me is they're the three most heartbreaking ones. Yeah, no, I agree. I, need, I think this is the difference with, with Early Falls and Horses and John Sullivan as a writer is mm. that it's not all just laughs. It's, you know, and he knew, and he, he could have you laughing and crying at the same time. Like that one you just spoke to there when he, when Del Boy goes, they go to the, the hospital and they put the gown on. And it goes, who's Mr. Troy? He goes, me. And he goes off and he goes, well, who are you? And he goes, I'm her husband. And he just, <laughs> so, and, he, you, and then so Del Boy gives him pep talk, says, look, you've got to go in and you've got to be strong for her. And they both walk in and he bursts out crying. You know, so, and he and he oh, he's doing all this sort of stuff, and you're laughing and crying at the same time, which is which is a testament to John Sullivan. But it's not only that the, like the ones you mentioned there, absolutely brilliant, and you feel for him. But even in the lift, when he breaks the lift down to get Rodney to talk, and then they have that heart to heart in the lift when it goes, "Del Boy is a sex machine," on <laughs> just graffiti on, the, on, the, on the, <laughs> in, inside the lift, you know. But you know, like he what he does, he he bring you to that. And you, you really feel from him and he shows the brotherly love and every bit else and the compassion and everything else with it. And the next thing, you're bursting out laughing. But um, I, I like that one as well. You were talking about Graham when he's with the granddad, when he grabs the chair, he goes, families, I'm done with them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they, they, what is it? They build you up and break your heart. So right, right, yeah. And he, uh, and he rubs, the, rubs the chair and he does. That gets you. He gets me. You think, oh, because you thought, naturally you think about your own families, didn't you? So that, and, he, yeah, it, it, as you said, laugh and cry in the same in the within the same sentence almost. You, you're you're crying and laughing before it starts off and you're in tears, and before the end of that scene, you're, you're laughing at something's been said. You know to lighten the mood. Yeah, the early th th those are the earlier ones. You know, in that period as well. With the I think the early eighties, both of the or when two of the episodes were the early eighties. <clears throat> um, he was, yeah. It that's the thing. It's fa the family side of it is really interesting because. It was almost, uh, I don't know, I mean, going through a cost living crisis we're going through now in the 80s in this period where it was a lot more about family. And it was almost, you had, if it doesn't matter how little you had, everyone wanted to, everyone wanted to make it if they could make it and better themselves, but you dragged your family with you. It wasn't a case of just leaving them behind and going. And, and Dell had opportunities, you know, to maybe progress and marriage. And he said with the, in the earlier episodes, I said, why did you never get married? Because they wouldn't take Rodney. Because you can imagine, you know, a young lad and all of a sudden, you'll be, but I've got Rodney as well. And you're not going to commit to that. So, yeah, yeah, I think those are the three moments. I'm trying to think of any other ones, to be honest. There's. I'm sorry, Paul, just going back to, you mentioned Tom and on our hands. I'm, I'm going to talk about that episode, actually. And there was a really sad bit in there as well. I found it sad. Um, obviously, that they, they had the watch, shouldn't they? Um John Hamilton watch, I think it was called, and they was it like um, how much was it got? Watch, it it? Yeah, the, it was X amount of million anyway that, that they got it for. Anyway, cut long story short, they go back to the flat, one of the last scenes, and they've cleared the flat, they bought the new houses, and as they're leaving, the phone goes, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's um, Lenny Morris on the phone um, saying he's got some fire damaged radiators or something like that to sell. When he turns around to Rodney, then he says, you know. Let's get them now and knock them out, etc. And Rodney turns around. Double our money on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And he says, We're not in the game anymore. And then Rodney walks out and he Dell looks around and as he's walking out, well, he's lived in the flat all his life. And you, what you, are you doing the, the voices what? of the mum and yeah. granddad as he's walking out. That's another one. I thought I'd have one last look at the flat before you sell it. Yeah, well, we've we've had a good look, eh? Come on, let's lock up and go.
Must have forgot to tell British Telecom, mate, eh, that we'd gone. Yeah, hello. Who? Oh, hello, Lenny. How you doing, pal? All right. <laughs> Lenny Norris. You do what? Really? Hang on. Listen, he's got 250 electronic carpet steamers, right? <laughs> now, listen, they retail at 115 quid. He's going to let us have them for 25 nicker. What the hell? We're not in the business anymore. I know. Roddy, we can double our money on this. <laughs> Can you hear me over those trousers? <laughs> We're not in the business anymore, mate. Hello, Lenny. No, we're not interested. Trotters Independent Traders has ceased trading. That sort of gets me going. But actually, let's stick with this episode, um, Time on Our Hands. It was the 1996 Christmas special. Um, there was three of them that year. We all watched them. There was Heroes and Villains with the famous um, Batman and Robin. Uh, Modern Men, um, which had, you know, when he went for his vasectomy and he had, the, he had the Terminator in it, Dr. C. And then obviously you had Time on Our Hands, which was the, the famous one when they actually got rich. Now, what I wanted to ask you guys is, do you think they should have left it there? Because that... That episode created 24.1 million viewers, and it was apparently it was half of the population, so every bugger watched it, more or less. Um, they brought it back in 2001. Now, I didn't realise this until I'd done a little bit of digging, that in Time on a Hands episode, Del Boy had bought the flat as a safety net, so they were always going to go back to it. And obviously, when they came back in 2001 and done three other Christmas specials, um, they been bankrupt they invested in some sort of money market that went bust so do you even though those other episodes were good they were um if you could see us now um strangers on the shore and sleepless in peckham but do you think they should have left it at 1996 and gone away or do you think it was right to bring it back i know you're going to say they were funny anyway but just as the storyline went you know because that was a safety net i think for Dell buying the flat they knew there was a possibility of them coming back um i was hoping he was going to bring this up and i'm glad you did i think they should have left it there I was quite comfortable with them. I was so happy for them making it. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the episode. I like I like the episodes when they came back, but I think I think it's just too predictable for them to lose it. Now, I I think I think that um, I would have been I would have been happy if they left it there. I was I was content that they that they done well and that they made it and that they got everything that they that they came that they they tried to get after all them years. Um, like I say, the three episodes in two thousand and one, I like. You know, I like. I just, I just honestly think that it should have been left with them making it, and and that was it. I can understand why people would call for it to come back because obviously they loved it, and they would have just had, they could have churned out episode after episode. They can still churn them out now, and and there would be an interest. It was Christmas. Christmas TV was the pinnacle of only fools and horses, and for five six years, there's a big gap. There was no only fools and horses. I remember, I remember now, we sat down and watched, and this is free. So this is three years. It was one every year, and I remember by the third year thinking mm, the first two weren't great in watching them back now i enjoy them because you couldn't you enjoy the character still but being there there was such high expectations of only falls and also at this stage that it was very going to be very hard to be successful and i remember the critics at the time as well not not poo-pooing it but not being as enthusiastic as i think they thought it was going to be should they have brought it back possibly not am i glad yeah do you 
do you think if it, it was a comeback now, whereas you had David Jason as the granddad and Damien as the son, do you think there's a free part? Well, I, I, I think that's a risk. I honestly, honestly think I think that's a risk because Damien was come. Damien wasn't a, he was like a rude boy, wasn't he? he yeah. Was, it's, I don't, you know, I don't know how, how I'm only forty horses fans would would love that character if he's coming if he's coming like that because it was the wheeling dealing, you know, mm. you know, um, Jack the lad that everyone loved in Del Boy, but you know, it, Damien would have been. I mean, well, he'd probably been our age, wouldn't he? Now, but yeah. Um, yeah, it depends on how he's how he's approaching it. You know, if he's approaching it as he was when we saw him in the last ones, because he was all like, "Yeah, man," and all that, being like, a, well, probably a kid at that age. Yeah. So it, I, I don't know. I think it would be a risk to you know to um, to try and put Damien as as a as a Del Boy. I think the only reason why I think that if if you writ it, whereas instead of them being in the council state, Damien would have made a bit of bit of a room for himself. But Rodney's died. Dell's had to come in as a um, to live in because he's got. Did you just money. say Rodney died? You killed Rodney off, did I you? Killed Rodney off, yeah, I've killed him Jesus off. Jesus Christ, boys! I think it's work, is it? You can't kill Rodney off. Come on, <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's gone. He's dead. But yeah, I think I think yeah, one they're too old. Like you say, a lot of them have passed away now. Um, you killed Rodney off and all, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it would work. I was in this. I'm in the same boat as uh, you, to be honest, Dave. Um, when the like when that time on hand ended in 1996, if you remember, the three of them went off into the sunset, didn't they? Albert, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rodney, and Dell. And then you thought you didn't really click that. You bought the flat, and then we're going to go back to it. Um, so I thought that was the end of it. And I'd have been happy for him to leave it there. But then you got the other three episodes. I, I wasn't a massive fan of Sleepless in Peckham. Um, that's when Marlene disappeared and they won, They thought Boyce had killed her. I thought it was a bit far-fetched. Um, and it's when Rodney's daughter was born, she, he, he called her Joan after the mum. It was quite... An, I, know, I know we spoke about emotional, but it wasn't, it wasn't one of the best. But if we didn't have those three episodes, lads, we would have never got Gary. Look who we bumped into. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was just walking past. <laughs> Aren't you going to introduce us? <laughs> yes, 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 sorry, yes, yes, of course, of course. Um, this, this is Raquel, who is my significant other. This is Cassandra, who is Rodney's wife. And this is Damien, who is my son. And this, and the, this, this, this is Rodney's friend. <laughs> yes, yes, this is... My friend. Does he have a name? You don't be silly. Of course he has a name. Well, of, of course. Of course he has a name. <laughs> well? Is that my name? His, his name, his name is Gary. Yes. Yes, th this is Gary. Good old Gary. Gary. <laughs> nice to meet you, Gary. Hi, Gary. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's he's a little, you know, he's a little bit shy. Oh, Gary, that's that, that <laughs> yeah, never got Gary. So it's good that they did bring it back. But I think now, obviously, that's last episode was in two thousand and three. Um, I get what you're saying, Paul, about bringing it back. Would it work? Possibly. Who knows? Um, but for the main characters, I mean, a lot of them are dead now, aren't they? 
Um, uh, 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 who's the latest one to die? Um, Boise. Boise, yeah, he's a huge character. You, know, you can't really replace him. Like me and Paul spoke not so long ago about um, oh, Pop Larkin. What's the show called again? Dolly Buds of May. Dolly Buds of May. Obviously, David Jason again plays Pop Larkin. They brought it back with, Brad, with Bradley Walsh. Nothing against Bradley Walsh at all. I think it's fantastic. But just leave it alone. You don't, you don't, need, you don't need to tamper with it. Keep bringing things back and revamp them. It was good before. Just get the reruns out. Think of another idea. You know, so, right, let's move on. There's a question I want to ask you. It's always asking any, well, main, um, only Falls and Horses topics, podcasts, shows, whatever. Granddad and Albert. Which one did you like better and why, Dave? Oh, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence, boys. You may not get, you might not get a favourite out of me because I like them both in for different, for different reasons. I like, uh, I like Granddad. Because uh, he was he was like Del Boy for me. He was he was a crafty old bugger. Like when he when he threw in the old um, no, when he was doing the bus tour, and he threw all the flyers in the bin. Oh, like, oh, you, you don't you don't usually get a day out, a couple of beers, and fifty quid. <laughs> you know, like yeah. um, So I like I like I like them both. I mean, it's very very for me. It's very hard to split them. Like Albert came in, Albert came in, and he he was brilliant. Albert, I loved Albert. Yeah. And, and, uh, another thing that you, I found out, you see, Albert had never acted. Before Only Falls and Horses, he was a bank manager. Mm-hmm. And when um, when Leonard Pierce passed away, he, he wrote a letter to the BBC and um, and got cast that way. I mean, that's amazing in itself. Yeah. But um, Albert was brilliant as well. I like the one, you know, when when, um, when Rodney's going to take out, he's with Cassandra, but he goes to take out Tanya from, from the, um, from the, what is it? From the Center. Yeah, yeah, I know what's coming. Yeah. And he goes, uh, when he comes out, he goes, <gasps> But you, if you watch that one carefully, Del Boy's laughing. David Jason's mm-hmm. laughing in that one, and he's trying his best to hold that together. Um, so there's some brilliant moments, even when he, when he pisses himself in the chair, and then um, and, is it Rodney? Yeah, Rodney sits in it, doesn't he? Um, it's all down there. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's, there, I, I can't honestly, boys, I can't split them. I, 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 I don't, and I, I don't want, to, I don't, I don't want to. What, what, one of oh. the greatest scenes in Only Falls and Horses is the Christmas special. And I'll say Bisto or Nescafe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm an Uncle Albert fan. I like Leonard Pierce. I like Grandad. I just found Grandad a bit more of a, de- a depressing character. Um, he had his moments, obviously, with a chandelier. We can all, you know, one more turn, Dale. Oh, I love that. Know. I love that. Yeah. Joe, what I like about that, sorry, Paul, just to jump in there, is when he comes down the stairs and he's all happy. You know, like when he, <laughs> he does that. And he, and, he, and he walks down the stairs to see them holding, that, holding it up. Like, come on, mate, sorry. <laughs> but that episode in itself isn't a good... That one clip is good. That one scene's great, but that episode's not a great episode. Whereas Buster Merrifield or, or um, Uncle Albert gave a different dimension to the family and... He could be vulnerable, like when he gets when he gets mugged. Allegedly, uh, there was four of them. There were six of them. Last week there was two of them. Now there's nine of them. And, you know, <laughs> some of the things and, and him and his little feud. But what's the guy he used to feud with at the, at the old OAP club? Knock knock. Knock knock. Yeah. Knock knock. Knock knock. Get him out. Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> um, so for me, I was always a big fan. And, you know, during the war, you know that 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 the yeah. way his mannerisms and the, and the shoulder movement and his face and I don't know. I don't. There was just something about him that was this char- that was so charismatic that you could always, you always knew you're going to get a laugh from him. But it was that vulnerable old git as well, the way they treated him. So I'm an Uncle Albert fan over the two, and I did do a Twitter poll before we came on, um, and I put up, you know, in terms of who's the most popular, Uncle Albert, Granddad, or just Eva. And 35 votes so far. It's been up for an hour. 
Uncle Albert's winning with 45.7 and Grandad's on 22.9. So mm. I think, um, yeah, I think, I think Uncle Albert for me, a bit like the Twitter fans. Dave, Graham, what do you think? Well, as, as I said earlier, I was a massive Grandad fan. Obviously, when it was in the 80s, we didn't really watch it. So all my runs have been on VHS and, and DVD. Albert's fantastic. A like, bit like Dave said, it's hard to split them. But I don't want to sit with, sit with you know, splinters in me. I've been on the fence. I, it, it, you know, I have, I have to choose. But favourite one for me with Albert, and you're right, Paul, it, it's with his beard and he just fits in the character and it does that with his head. Then he knocks his head back. And slightly, it's going to sound nice, but slightly over the top, but that's why I relate to Grandad. But just go back to Albert a, a bit. My favourite one with, with, with Albert, and I'll, I'll always go back to it. I absolutely love it. Was, it was Rachel. <laughs> I fucking love that. When Roy Slater's there and he found it, he finds ex-wife Rachel or Raquel, as we know her, yeah. and he just keeps playing. Who's Rachel? He's just got out of bed. His hair's everywhere. Yeah, that's really funny. But I'll be a brilliant character. The granddad. Uh, I just found him very dry, um, more relatable. Um, it wasn't over-the-top comedy. One-liners. I just want to give him a big hug. I don't know. There was some, just something about granddad. I mean, I'll give you an example. Uh, Something that maybe your grandparents would say, something that my, my dad would say. And um, there was an episode where they were trying to con um, the housing association. They were trying to get a, a ground floor flat for granddad. And uh, Emin Dell planned it all along. Anyway, Rodney came upstairs and granddad was lying on the floor, thought he had an heart attack or something. Anyway, Revite got him round, stiff brandy up his nose. And he said, Granddad, he said, Well, what happened? He said, you know, why are you on the floor? He says, I just got up to turn over to Crossroads, Dell. And then Dell went, well, what happened? He said, I don't know, Dell boy. I didn't see the end of it. Really <laughs> <laughs> jokes like that. And now I can cry watching them, you know. And I can relate to stuff like that. Because that's the sort of stuff my dad was saying. You think, hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, it's obviously it's a hard question to answer. Everybody loves Grandad. Everybody loves Albert. Obviously, more Aria would have been Albert. You know, it's fantastic. But two great characters. Both sadly passed away now, so... Uh, yeah, I had to ask that one. Um, um, Scott, hang on. One. Before, before, on, we move on, okay. before we move on, I, I have to admit, uh, Albert had funnier moments in episodes. You can, course, you, yeah. can rattle, you can rattle off more Albert quotes. Like I say, you're going to back to that one with Albert when he goes, oh, who's Rachel? But also, yeah. remember when the, when the German girl was pregnant, he goes, oh, you know a bit of German. He goes, oh, he goes what is your name? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but also, he's having me on, ain't he? Yeah, but Grandad as well. Remember when um, Rodney goes out with Irene McKay and he goes, oh, yeah. uh, he, he tells Dale her age. He goes, 40? He goes, bloody hell, that's even old enough of me. And then Grandad <laughs> goes, even I'll have to think twice. Think twice. <laughs> <laughs> The, the yellow peril. Remember the yellow peril with the he, he does the Chinese restaurant in a luminous yellow. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that one? And he, he rings up. He's pissed off with Dell, and the phone goes. He if it's for me, he says to Grandad, tell him I'm not in. He says he rings to pick up the phone. Hello. He says, oh hello, Mister Chin. He says, oh, Dell's gone out. And obviously he says, yeah, where is he? And he says, hang on a minute. Where you gone to, Dell? <laughs> Sit down, sit down for a knock you down. <laughs> don't, don't but he also as well when he's on the uh, when he's on the Tim the Talking Clock. He's in America. It's amazing. Yeah, we're talking to America. It's amazing. It's amazing, Miss Dell. Okay then. The budgie. How can you not mention the budgie? <laughs> yeah, so much. Yellow, yellow canary. 
The yellow, <laughs> I need a yellow canary. A what? A canary. I love yeah. This is this, this canary's my flesh and blood. I'll give you 40 quid. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Italian Louis, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's 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 a brilliant episode, by the way. Uh, that one with Denzel and Corinne. Yeah. That was the only episode she was in. She died, didn't she? She she had a drug overdose. Yeah. yeah. The, the lady lady that played her. She was only ever in one episode. She was supposed to. It's amazing because Corin, you think, was in loads, but because she was mentioned all the time. You know, yeah. she was only seen in one episode and she was supposed to be in it more, but obviously, as you said, due to her passing. <laughs> um God, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Um, just come to me then. I put up on our WhatsApp group the other day. I sent uh, an image what I found on Twitter, and it was uh, from the episode, and it was uh, Denzel and Corin. Um, <laughs> Del Boy was organising the catering money for the for their wedding back years ago, and she says, um, <laughs> how, many, "How many how many photos you see of a, a bride and groom cutting a jam sponge?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Well, we could talk about scenes and moments all night, but unfortunately we haven't got enough time for that. So I want you both to give me your favourite character and your go-to episode. Not so much your favourite episode, but if you were sitting here now, I'd say, right, Dave, Paul, put on an episode of Lonely Falls and Horses. Instead of having to think about it, where would you go? So favourite character and favourite episode, lads. Um, my favourite character, Trigger. All right, Dave. <laughs> All right, Trig. Have they thought of a name for the baby yet? Yeah, well, if it's a girl, Bill wants to call it Sigourney after the actress Sigourney Weaver. And what if it's a boy? Well, if it's a boy, he wants to call it Rodney. Yeah? Who after? <laughs> after me, Trig. I think he, like, what he brings to it is fantastic, you know, and it's, it's almost without even trying. Like, you know, he'll he just walk in, say one line and walk back out. When they said, uh, when they were talking about their classes at school, wasn't it? They said, we had big classes, didn't we, Tree? He goes, um, well, he goes, yeah, but tall ceilings, though. And he goes, remember when your accident? He goes, yeah. Um, he, he said, on the mind your head side. He said, in them days, I couldn't read. It was just so he's my, he's my favourite. I mean, I, I love the trotters. I love all the characters, like I said earlier. But I think Trigger is is he's, he's just superb. Um, as for um, episodes, which I love, I mentioned earlier, I love the Jolly Boys outing. For me, it has it has everything. But it's like I say I could I could watch it from start to finish every single every single day. I, I'm sticking with the one I said earlier, the Four Aces. I love that episode. I I, I could watch that. The, for moments, the Dole episode, as I've said, that's got some great moments in it. But as a real, just a solid episode from start to finish, I would say that, that you know, the four aces, when he's down and he's luck and he can't sit, you know, he can't catch a break and they haven't got the rent money. He's, he's gone into the, he's, he's put uh, Trigger's car on it. When he sits and he goes, right, I'll tell you what, I'll put this, that, Trigger's car, this, that, that, I'm going all in. And then he's like, oh, all in, are you, Dale? And then the granddad comes over and gives, uh, Uncle Albert gets his pension money in. And he's like an addict gambler. And he's like, you're thinking, fuck me, Dale's going to blow it all now. They're gonna... And then he comes up with that. I love that episode. Favourite character outside of the, you know, the main ones. Uh, yeah, Trigger's brilliant. The, the, the best, not one line, but the scene, because obviously, you know, all right, Dave, is just a classic. Um, 
when it when he has the bracelet on, he goes, "Oh, why does it say Ro- Rooney?" He's like, "It says Rodney." He's like, "Why do they call you Rodney?" He's like, oh, "That's because it's me, Dane Trigg." Um, but it's, it, the, the the famous line is the in Heroes and Villains where he's sitting in the cafe in Sid's calf, and he sits there and he mm. says, "It's a wall for the the, the broom." And he's like, "That's what I've done. Maintained it for twenty years." The old broom had seventeen new heads and fourteen new handles in its time. <laughs> How the hell could be the same bloody broom then? There's the picture. What more proof do you need? There's <laughs> the picture, yeah. <laughs> him, him, in the, him, him in the blue suit. The blue suit. <laughs> also, I think we need to mention Slater as well, because Slater was was absolutely brilliant character for what he, for what he was. You know, the copper, the bent copper. Mm. Uh, when but I love the episode as well. You know, when he's got um, he's nicked all three of them for the the, the hooky microwave. Yeah, and he can yeah. and, and he gets Dale to give a confession, doesn't he? The girl says, "I'll give you a confession if um if ever if, if, if everyone gets off, doesn't it?" And then he goes, "So who took it then, Dale? Go on, I finally got you in my pocket." He goes, "Me." That's, <laughs> stitch, yeah, that's, stitches that's him up. I've got completely. Granddad's free to yeah. go. Rodney can go. You're not going to... And I'm, I'm computing... Yes, yes, Dale. Yes, yes, yes. Dale, tell me. <laughs> Who is it? Again, you Please. bring that one up, Dave. I forgot about that. When they're getting questioned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Granddad, he says... Was he... A, was, he was he... Um. Oh, he said, ask Granddad. The copper asked Granddad. He said, was the, was the guy who made the microwave, was he Caucasian? And Granddad says, oh, no. He was a white fella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well, my favourite character. Oh, it, it, it was probably probably would be Trigger for the like days for the simple fact is every time he opens his mouth, you know, he's, you're going to laugh, and that's what you want. You want comedy, you want laughter. But I'm going to go Boy. I'm going to go Del Boy. Because without Del Boy, you don't have only fools and horses for me. He was Del Boy is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> the only way you could describe him is Del Boy. Whatever David Jason does, pre even pre. Pre um, Only Falls and Horses and after, I mentioned Pop Larkin before, and obviously David Jace, when he was in touch of Frost and stuff like that, he was also referred to as Del Boy because of how successful he was in the show. Without him, it doesn't happen. But my favourite episode is going to be a weird one, guys. It's not one of the ones you remember. You will remember it when I say it, but it's not one of the classics. And it's probably because it's a, it's Happy Returns. It's it's the episode when Grandas, one of the episodes he's not in at the beginning after his death. Um, he's actually in hospital at this time, but I think he actually died. Um, it's when Rodney starts seeing the girl from the paper shop. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Debbie. Debbie but there's yeah. a scene in it that me and my dad, whatever my, whenever it's on, wherever my dad is, if, even if he's not with me or he's in another room or something like that, he will come into the room and we'll watch it together. And then we always laugh. And it's nice that a father and son can relate to one thing. It's the scene where they're at the bar and um, Mickey Pierce and Del are there. And Mickey Pierce said he's been at his Aikido lesson. And he starts doing all these moves. Ha, cha, 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 cha. And Del says, you smell that? He goes, Mickey, Mickey's there going, like, I can't smell anything. He says, yeah, give him a smell. Is it cows, is it? Sheep? No, he goes, I'll tell you what it is. It's bullshit. And me and my dad still to this day just cry and laugh because we know what's coming. And he says, I'm telling you the truth, Del. He says, I always know when you're lying, Mickey. He went, ow. He says, your lips move. And, it, and it's just, it's not the best episode, but that scene, it's just uh, quite p- personal for me, and I, I, I absolutely love that one. So Happy Returns is up there for me. So is there anything else you guys want to chuck in before we move on to our next segment? Yeah, I, I want to chuck something in. Um, I want to chuck in characters, Del Boy's friends. So can you name the ones that he's usually, like, he talks to on the phone? There's a few. I mean, I'll probably miss some, but I've got a couple. So can you name, you know, like, if you're on the phone, you hardly ever see him. Or there is a, or they do make an appearance in, in some episodes, but probably just once or twice if you're lucky. 
So is there anyone Paddy the Greek. Can you, sorry? Paddy the Greek. Paddy the Greek. Sunglasses, Ron. Sunglasses, Ron. <laughs> oh, who's the other one? Fuck, oh. I did write it down. Oh, I remember, not Jumbo Mills, but Jumbo Mills. Yeah, Jumbo, Jumbo Mills, Mills yeah, yeah. To see Jumbo Mills, he was in it twice. So he yeah. was Jumbo Mills, but he was also the Aussie that, that Del Boy sold that moody car to. Yeah, Skippy. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Right, so I'll help you out. So you've got Monkey Harris. Monkey Harris. Monkey Harris, that's the fella. Yeah, you got Jumbo Mills, Dirty Barry you see once. Um, Del Boy's bestest friend, the boy he could ever have. Oh, um, Albie Littlewood. Albie <laughs> Littlewood, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and who, um, who did uh, Rodney buy the old Moody um, oh, um, lawnmower engines from? Oh, God. Towser. Was it Towser? Young Towser. Young Towser. Yeah. <laughs> Young Towser. Um, and then you had Lenny Norris, who you mentioned earlier. I can't think of any more. Right, um, I did have a little, I've got a quick fire for you, Dave. Okay. Um, right, let's go. Basically, I've got 10 names here. You've got to explain them to me in one word, okay? Okay. Right, hit that tension music. Monkey Harris. Friend. Mickey Pierce. Bullshitter. Denzel. Legend. Grandad. Schema. <laughs> Albert. <laughs> Uh, 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 it's hard when you Old boy, yeah. Old, old boy. <laughs> Sunglasses wrong. <laughs> oh, Sunglasses. Yeah. Trigger. Superb. Boise. <laughs> Paddy the Greek. Uh, uh, Greek. <laughs> old boy. Uh, uh, hero. Lovely. And it's this week, Dave, as you're the guest, see us out for your song of the week, brother. Um, it's going to be Chaz and Dave and Margate. Oh, tune. I think, I think, I think it's uh, Chaz and Dave were meant to sing the theme song, but John Sullivan ended up doing it, didn't they? Yeah. So I think, I think, I think the only way we can see this out is with a Chaz and Dave song, and Margate's the only one we can do. Definitely. Fantastic choice. Dave, thanks a lot for coming along again. Great having you on the show. I'm sure we'll have you back again. Guys, if you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and like. You can hit us on Twitter at What's the Story 90s Glory. Apart from that, the two Daves, listen, great to see you again, guys, and we'll hear you all back next week. Have a great evening. Take care. Take care. See you soon. After market, we'll have a feel the chill and the focal zone. After market, we go on the pier and we'll have a beer aside of the sea. After market, you can keep the cost of Roma. I'm telling you, mate, I'd rather have a day down market with all my family.
Now don't let me down, Rodney. Now don't let me down. All right? All right, Grandad, we're ready. You can start undoing it now. He's coming, girl boy. Brace yourself, Rodney. Brace yourself. <laughs> 